Hello, my friends. Thank you for listening to Holistic Living Podcast. Today's episode is all about emotional regulation. As I mentioned in the last episode, emotions are a part of life, a natural human experience. So the first component is recognizing and accepting, then using coping skills and techniques to regulate and manage your emotions so that they don't manage you. As usual, I would like to provide a disclaimer that this podcast is for information and educational use only. It is not intended to be any form of therapy or medical advice. I hope you enjoy this episode and find it useful towards your self-care. Emotional regulation is responding to emotions with healthy coping skills. Using various techniques, skills, and tools. Things like taking space, deep breathing, grounding techniques. Unhealthy ways of responding to those emotions or emotional dysregulation is avoiding the emotion, typically through addictive behaviors using drugs and alcohol, anything to avoid and escape the emotion. Things like self-harming, cutting behaviors, running away, and other problematic dysregulation is eating disorders, binging or restricting food. So when you have strong emotional reactions, how do you manage those reactions? Do you find yourself reacting to those strong emotions with unhealthy responses? Think about what you were taught about emotions. Think about men who were taught not to talk about their emotions, who were taught to man up. I think women in particular have a privilege compared to men to actually be more emotional The men I work with generally have a different experience with emotions than the women I work with. So consider what your early experience was with emotions. Were you taught to stop crying? It's weak. Were you told not to show emotions? That's embarrassing. Was it shown and modeled in your household strong emotional reactions? What was seen in your house growing up? Did you see violence? Did you see things thrown around? Did you witness a lot of yelling? Did you see people hitting and name calling? Did you see people communicate or not communicate? Did you see people in your household use positive coping skills when they were upset? When things started to get heated, did you see people take space or do breathing exercises? What did you see growing up? Ask yourself, what was modeled for you in regards to emotions? Because that is really going to inform your emotional regulation skills or lack thereof. 
Are you able to regulate your emotions or do you feel that your emotions regulate you? If you listen to the last episode, episode number three, I talked about how it's okay to feel your emotions. There is a time and a space to feel them. Feeling and accepting your emotions is the first step to emotional regulation. And it is important for us to have all sorts of tools, interventions, and techniques in our toolbox. So the next step is when you are having a really strong emotion and things start to get hard, how do you manage that? Do you have a plan to manage those emotions? So I'm going to share with you a skill that I use in sessions with my clients and that is creating an emotional scale. I'm going to use the example of anger here. I think anger is a very common emotion and a familiar emotion we can all relate to. So what you're going to do is create a scale of your experience with anger. Scale it from one to 10. One being no anger, you're calm, chilling. And 10 being full-blown anger. It's maximum distress, impairment. You're yelling, maybe hitting walls. Maybe you have a meltdown. Then in the rest of the scale, what does that look like in between 1 and 10? What does it look like when you are at a 3 to 5 and a 6 to 7? Be specific to outline the thoughts, body sensations, and behaviors at every level. So at a level 10, that may look like your breathing is faster, you have tightness in your chest, your thoughts are labeling and blaming others, your behaviors are full-blown yelling, maybe hitting walls. So the purpose of this is so that you get to get familiar with your emotional experience because you can be the expert on this. When you know what your emotional experience is at a 10 out of 10, then you have more control over how you respond and how you regulate it. So the next part is to have a plan of what you're going to do. What are the skills, techniques, and resources that you can rely on and turn to to regulate your emotions? So the first step is recognizing and acknowledging the thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, and behaviors that accompany the different degrees of emotions. And the second step is What are the skills, techniques, interventions, and resources you can use to regulate your emotions? Because you don't want your emotions to manage you. You have the power to manage your emotions. Have a plan for interventions at all levels of your scale. For example, when you're at a 10, 
you probably want to have a plan for distraction, right? Distraction is a temporary escape that will provide some relief. What happens is that when you are experiencing an intense emotion like anger or anxiety at a level 10, you need to have a distraction technique to help calm the nervous system and calm that part of your brain where it's just telling you to fight or flee. Now, distraction is different from avoidance, okay? Getting drunk is avoidance. Distracting is different. Distracting is being mindful. You tell yourself, okay, I'm at a 10 out of 10. I'm really escalated and I'm unable to be logic right now. So to get through this, I'm going to watch some Netflix. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to do some deep breathing. I'm going to do some grounding skills. Or I need to call my support buddy. Have a plan for your entire emotional scale. Now, if you're doing the scale and you are at a level 10, this is not the time to finish the conversation with your partner or your spouse. If you are at a 10, you're more likely unable to access the logic part of your brain. So taking space and using distraction techniques then come back to the conversation. Have a plan at different levels of your emotional scale. What are you going to do at a level three, level five, level eight? And what I do with my clients is point out where on the spectrum can you really face the emotions head on? When are they more manageable? When are you able to communicate? When do you need a timeout and need to walk away? Have a plan for when you are at a level intensity that is difficult to have a conversation and you need to do some skills to start bringing you down your scale. So maybe that is a level seven to eight. You have a plan to start doing some coping skills that will bring you down to a level three or four. And maybe at this level, you are able to manage the symptoms, the body sensations, and then you are a lot more effective at navigating that. Now, I want to say this takes practice. If you come from an environment where you witness a lot of chaos, a lot of yelling or outbursts, and no emotional regulation, I want to empower you that no matter where you come from or what you've been taught, change is possible. Your brain is capable of change. You can learn new behaviors and new patterns. It just takes practice and consistency, my friend. I will share with you all that I've had my own recovery of mental health, particularly around anxiety and emotional regulation And it took time, practice, and consistency to navigate this. The key here is that you have to put in the work. If you want to learn how to manage your emotions, 
I encourage you to take some time to make this list. Have a plan and accept that emotions are a part of life. You can manage your emotions. They don't have to manage you. No one is perfect. We all have outbursts. We all struggle with anger, anxiety, and mixed emotions. And that's okay. We're human. But you have to take responsibility and accountability to learning how to manage those experiences and believe that you can. You can learn how to manage and regulate your emotions. I've witnessed this with my own clients and I've witnessed it myself personally. And I would encourage you to make several different scales. Make one for anger, anxiety, depression, whatever is most present for you and brainstorm what that looks like. Remember now that emotional regulation takes practice and consistency. There is a lot of tools out there that you can use to manage your emotions so that they don't manage you. And as a therapist and with my own personal experience, I have to say that professional counseling can also help. Mental wellness is just as important as your physical wellness. It's a holistic approach. So this is just a small portion of emotional regulation. And remember in the last episode, the first step is recognizing and feeling all your feels rather than suppressing or ignoring them. We have to feel our emotions, learn emotional regulation skills in order to regulate them and manage them. That's how it works, my friends. We have to move through them as opposed to around them. So before I end here, I also want to say that your self-care is an important aspect to emotional regulation. As many of us are experiencing heightened emotions during this time of the pandemic and the racial injustice going on, it is crucial that you take care of yourself to help reduce the emotional vulnerability. Making sure you are making time for self-care. Taking care of yourself by getting plenty of sleep. Eating a healthy diet. Staying active. And making time to do activities you enjoy. Can all help go a long way to avoid some of the emotional ups and downs. So, if you like this episode, I hope you subscribe to it. As always, I am so honored that you have taken the time to be here and learn about the tools you can use to support your mental health and self-care. I like to say that when we heal ourselves, we can heal the world. Until then, my friends, take care and be well.